0: Chapter 11, in which Mother searches, and fails to find, a passage to navasan Mother was standing by the window, looking out at the floating village of Harfin when I awoke. Yawning, I stretched, jumped to my feet, and shook myself free of the sawdust. What will we do today, Mother? Today, my darling, we will find a passage to navasan Mother said determinedly. I followed her down the spiralling staircase through the curtain and into the dingy room we'd sat in the night before. The two dwarfs, who had been sat in the armchairs when we had arrived, were back in them now, both smoking their pipes as they had the night before. The dwarf with the strange glasses was nowhere to be seen. The younger dwarf, Flussman, smiled at us as we passed out onto the boardwalk. Once outside, a feeling of panic suddenly descended on me. In the darkness of the night, I'd been unable to see how close we'd been to the water. In the cruel light of day, there was no room for the comfort of ignorance. I saw the lake stretching out in front of me for mile after mile. And the boardwalk had huge cracks in, huge cracks. Cracks that I felt sure I could have fallen through. It was little more than a couple of planks nailed together. What madness was this? I clutched desperately to mother's hands as she strode, apparently unaware of the perilous danger lurking mere feet below us. Fighting the feeling of nausea, I forced myself to look up and around. I saw hundreds of small huts, all bobbing up and down on the water. I imagined how it may look to a bird flying above, like the gently pulsing needles of a porcupine. Feeling my mother veer away from the huts down an even narrower walkway, my attention snapped back to the present. We were approaching a small ship, where three dwarves were passing a steaming tin cup between them. Each of the dwarves took a sip before passing the cup on to the next. Between the three dwarves, a trap door lay open to the hole below the deck. As we approached, I would have sworn I'd seen two metallic circles flashing at me from the darkness of the hole. But when I looked again, they were gone and only darkness remained. Good day. Mother called out to them in a strange voice that I'd never heard her use before. A slower, deeper voice than hers. It seemed strange to me that she would choose to speak in somebody else's voice, but I suppose that was her prerogative. I'm seeking a passage. The dwarves ignored her, and continued to pass their steaming cup from one to the next. I can pay. They looked up at that. One even lifted himself from the side of the ship that he'd been lent against and ambled towards us. Pay what? he grunted in a similarly rough voice as the dwarf at the inn, although the kindness present in the innkeeper's voice was notably absent here. Whatever the price There was a steal in my mother's new voice. I heard that now. That's a high price, murmured the dwarf, his eyes fixed upon my mother. Where well, do you want to be travelling for such a high price? Navason. The dwarfs roared with laughter. "Never son," cackled the dwarf. "I'd sooner drown!" laughed one of the other two dwarfs, who had until now remained silent. "It'd be more pleasant," the other said, spitting over the side of the ship. "But I can pay," Mother insisted, her voice less steely than before. "Doesn't matter," grunted the first dwarf. "There's no price you can pay as worth going up there." There's a dark magic there. The water falls before it reaches Nervazen. Orcs hunt all the way up and down the Swear. I wouldn't go to Nervazen for all the money in the world. And there's a new leader there, they say, the other dwarf added. Calls himself Petruger. He says he's the cruellest elf there's ever been. My heart sank to hear this. A new cruel leader in Navarzen. What torments would he be inflicting on my poor father? I couldn't bear to think about it. Mother spun on her heel and stalked away. And as I scrambled after her, I would have sworn I heard one of the dwarfs say a name. Manker. We must have walked every yard of gangways of Hafen that day. Some of them, I'd warrant, we walked three or four times, going from ship to ship. At each one, the words traded between the owners of the ships and mother varied slightly. But every time, the outcome was the same. They wouldn't take us, not to Navazan. There would be one name that kept on following us, whispered after every rejection. Manker, Manker, Manker. But that wasn't all. I was sure I was seeing those two metallic circles glinting at me from hidden shadows "'there one minute and gone the next. "'Finally, as the sun began to set on Harfen, "'and I felt I'd walked further around Hafen "'than the entire journey through the mines "'and along the banks of the lake, "'I convinced Mother that we ought to return to the inn. "'This will be the last one, I promise,' "'Mother said, squeezing my hand absent-mindedly in her own. "'A solitary dwarf was sat at the tiller of a small vessel, "'with his feet resting on an overturned barrel.' I wasn't convinced that the ship would even fit the three of us on it. But Mother was not perturbed. Good evening, she called out pleadingly as she approached. Her voice had long since lost the steeliness it had possessed in the morning. No, the dwarf called out abruptly. I'm sorry, my mother replied, clearly confused. I won't take you there, the dwarf called out calmly. To where? Mother called back although I knew that she knew where. To Navazan, the dwarf replied. I've heard a goblin and her child desperately seeking passage. I won't take you. You won't find anyone who will take you there. Only one dares travel to Navarzen. But you know that already. Manker's the only one who dares to travel to Navarzen. I saw Mother's fists clench as she turned and stalked back towards the bobbing huts of Hafen, not even bothering to acknowledge the dwarf's words. I made to start after her, and then I saw him. The dwarf in the ship wasn't alone after all. I saw a figure crawl out from an overturned barrel in the middle of the ship. As he stood, I saw his black hair shining in the moonlight. As he turned towards me, I saw his strange black glasses glinting in the moonlight.